Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the wonderful Wheel of Life and another international transmission of You Can't See Us with Starfire and Charlie. That's right. Here we, we are. We got a trio of souls here today. It's E.T., Eric Tarr. Hello, land lovers. Starfire on the mountain. Yes. And your old friend Charles Shafter here. Chuckles. How's it going, guys? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing well. Doing very well. So you guys weren't on the podcast last week because y'all were in Illinois. Yeah, I haven't heard of uh, or heard the podcast from last week yet. Well, we listened to it in the van last weekend, but you, I think you were sleeping. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't doubt that. It was a good one. Uh, we had... Who did we have on the show? I don't think we listened to it in the van. Because I, I don't remember listening to it in the van. It was late. Oh, when we were driving home from Helotus mm-hmm. or to Jared's from Helotus? Mm-hmm. We yeah, were. I definitely wouldn't have heard that. Yeah, it was late. Well, you guys should give it a listen. Oh, you were in the front seat. That's right. I, I was. I remember now. I was. Yeah. I'll give it a. I'll give it a, a gander. Uh, oh, I know. It was Alan Brown. Oh, Alan Brown. Yeah, Alan was on the podcast last time, and uh, it was really good. We had Big Dan, Alan, and Grady, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a good dude. See, I didn't know that because this makes me feel weird. Because after we were at your house the other night, uh-huh. we went home, and I was sitting there, I sat down on the couch, and I was like, man, we should just go say happy birthday to Jessica. So we did. We just went over there for, we probably went over there for 15, 20 minutes, and Alan was there, and I was like, and he was talking about the podcast to me, and he was like, well... I love the podcast, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I was like, dude, you should totally be on it. <laughs> <laughs> so he clearly already was on the podcast and I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was. It was, uh, it was good. He was a good guest. He should be back on the podcast. Oh, we should have him as a regular. Yeah. I like his, uh, point of view on things. He's a, he's a funny motherfucker and, yeah. and a good guy. And he's recently moved here to Denton. So yeah, I, We've been getting a lot of a lot of Denton folk on the on the podcast, and and and, and as it should be because we're here. We are. You can't see us, folks, but we are here. We in, are in Denton, Texas. You can't see us, but we're here. So, um, what's uh, what's been? I, we did go to Illinois. Yes. E.T. and I went up for a private acoustic show. So we went up there and played. And actually, as much of a nightmare as it sounds with my grandma and all of her friends, <laughs> it was it was fun as hell. It really was. It was a great time. A house party with... How many people were there? Probably 40. And they were all over 65? Oh, yeah. 45. I mean, there, besides Matt Shafter, he was there. And, <laughs> yeah. and my mom. Okay, so for the most part, it was yeah. an elderly crowd. It was definitely an elderly crowd. There was people there with dementia. There were people there with, you know. Yeah, we don't play nearly enough of those kind of gigs. We don't. Know? It's exactly. a demographic that I think a lot of musicians are missing out on because they're not playing to this crowd. Right, it's it's definitely a dem- demographic that we haven't 
necessarily cultivated yet. It's a little bit different than the 20-something college kid, you know, the It is. It, it, it really is. Uh, they, but they were into it, you know. They, especially the second set. I think our yeah. second set we did, we did very well. Yeah. Were, did, did you play any, like, classic oh, yeah. oldies? Oh, hits? dude, we played... Yeah. I don't even know if we can say this on the podcast because we both looked at each other after we played that this song and we said, "Don't tell anybody." It was to never be yeah. spoken of. Yeah, but we did end up playing Folsom Prison Blues. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. Everybody plays that multiple times in their career. Well, we had them after that. Yeah, we had them. They were like, and that's why that song is there. I know it's it's a gift from Johnny Cash to people who are playing awkward gigs. Yeah, he said, "Oh, here you go, fellas. This will get you out of any jam." Yeah, it, it, yeah. Don't use it too much. Yeah, exactly. Well, I got to be honest. In the garage slash green room before the gig, <laughs> me and Charlie was talking, and it was gonna. We was thinking it was gonna be a crapshoot. You just <laughs> didn't know what you was gonna get. Wow. But it turned out. I'm gonna tell you. I walked out of there cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So your 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 grandma had. Uh, a lot of alcohol there. Two right? bartenders. Oh, yeah. One upstairs, one downstairs. I mean, this was a gala of epic proportions. Wow. No joke. That's wild. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. And people, it turns out the elderly people, they like to drink. Yeah, they do. And they weren't drinking beer. These no. guys were drinking... No, they were drinking the scotch. Adult the, drinks. Adult beverages, yeah. yeah. This is like when... Somebody asks for adult drugs. They're not talking about weed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So all these old people were snorting coke too, right? No. Oh. <laughs> no, there was none of that going on. But Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But we had all sorts of things that we met. Matt and E.T. and I had, Shafter had planned out to do that we didn't end up doing but would have been hilarious. We were going to get like a smoke machine. We were going to get like... Us coming on stage to uh, what, what, what were we going to come on stage to? There's, come out, come out from like a, a cloud of fog, like yeah. Spinal yeah. Tap. And we, when we get there, when we got there, Matt Shafter, my older brother, was about to say, you know, he was going to go up to my grandma and be like, "Okay, I need to see the green room, and I need to." <laughs> and there's a bedroom. There's several bedrooms, but where we play, there's a bedroom down there. So we had the idea of uh, asking my grandma to set that up as our green room and going and paying, paying working girls to come down there with us and just have them at the party, you know, <laughs> and just get, I had the whole, I, like I, this is part of your, your demand for playing. The yeah. Show. For playing the show. Okay. And I had the idea of maybe getting like a bottle of not Jack Daniels. Cause that's too classy, but like Evan Williams and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Jack Daniels is too classy. Yeah. Okay. And filling it up with iced tea and just taking big swigs in between songs, just like just downing it. Just getting fucked up. Yeah, just getting, you know, laying it all out there. Oh, we were going to play it all out. And Matt Shatter was going to bring us on. Yeah, he was going to bring us on. What was it? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, he was going to do that. The, yeah, he was going to do the uh, the uh, Samoan dance. Yeah, the, the Samoan tribal, dance. The tribal, the tribal Samoan dance. Warrior dance. To try to intimidate the elderly? Just to get them excited. I think Just it was to more whip to those get us, fuckers into a frenzy. More to get us pumped up. Yeah. Wake up, bitches! Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, it, you know, if it would have happened, it would have worked. It would have been, been great. I think it would have worked perfectly. I think it would have, too. I think I think we learned a lot from that show on what on on to go with our instincts and do, 
You guys learned a lot about show business. How, yeah. how to put on a show right. in any situation. Exactly. And a lot of it involves Samoan dancers. This is one of those things they don't teach you in any music school or any sort of lesson you could have. This right. is a life lesson that you, you learn. Yeah, you got to learn it from the ground up. You are correct, Starfire. This is a trial by fire. This is why you learn Folsom Prison Blues. Right. It's not so you can play it on stage. It's so you right. can play it on stage when you're about to fucking die. And yeah, you need exactly. that song. Right. You need that song. Exactly. It's kind of like the rawhide hide type thing. It is. Yeah. It's the same type thing. Did you guys play Stand By Your Man? No, but we should have. That's a, that's a classic. Yeah. yeah. All right, we played Salty Boogie, though. Okay. Busting out the Cooter Gras Yeah, songs. you got to. I mean, come on. It, so were they dancing? They, there, was, there was hints of dancing. Okay. Like some chair dancing. Well, just like some. Well, there was people that got up and. Well, I, 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 when you, when we played those songs, you could tell the atmosphere was safe. Yeah, they were. You could tell they were at ease. Oh, they can play that. Okay. And yeah. it, it, then it turned into a party. But the first set. The first set was a little worrisome. Yeah, it was, a, uh, yeah. It was rocky. You guys. Well, it, it went okay. It wasn't like. Yeah. It just wasn't. Uh, you guys played too many Metallica covers. Did you guys go well, into Bells they, doing that? Well, to that, tell you the uh, truth, what had, happened, what had happened is that I guess a lot of these people haven't seen each other in a long time. So when they all congregated together, there was a lot of conversation. And during the first set, there was a lot of conversation. I think people were just, you know, hey, during, nice to meet you. But the second set, they weren't. They were quiet. Yeah, and I was like, shut up, bitches. Yeah. That's the way private parties go. Right. You know, you're, you're not always the center of attention. Right, and and they're not they're not there. They didn't buy a ticket, you know, and they're not there to hang on every word, you know. They're there to for the free booze mm-hmm. and the free Texas barbecue. Te- so, did you guys deliver barbecue from Texas, or did she have it shipped in? She had a a restaurant called the Beach House in Illinois in Decatur get recipes. My sister gave them recipes. And the beach house cooked them. Do you think any of these people that were at the party listen to this podcast? Because if they do, they're going to know that Texas barbecue was actually made in Illinois. Well, no, they probably already understand that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, okay, I didn't, I didn't want them to be disappointed. But so, so the funny thing was, the funny thing was, is there were grits. There were cheesy grits. Uh-huh. And everybody kept remarking on how good the potatoes were. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of, it's, it's a similar thing. Yeah, I guess. And then I also, we had a cookout. Well, the first night we got there, my mom had made Italian beef. Then the third night, we did what is going to go down in history as one of the best culinary advances on the face of the earth. It's called the Bear Down Special. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the Bear Down Special. Let's hear it. The Bear Down Special is... Get out your pen and paper, folks. Yeah. A brat, a beer-boiled brat, grilled to perfection, Italian beef spread over the beer brat, baked beans, <laughs> sp- just... Shit. Just thrown on there too. Uh-huh. You know, a layer of baked beans. <laughs> mm, just makes you want to salivate. Yeah. Uh. Then onions, 
Are these relish? Raw, raw onions or grilled onions? Grilled onions. Okay. Relish. So so wait, let's go back. We got we got a beer brat. Yeah. We got Italian, Italian beef, beef. Baked beans. Baked beans. <laughs> and then after that there was grilled onions, relish. Yeah. And spicy mustard. Spicy mustard. Spicy. You can't just do yellow mustard. None of this mustard. regular mustard bullshit. No. Now, the thing to remember about the brat is it was beer boiled, grilled to perfection. Yeah, grilled to perfection. And also, on... Wow. On a, you gotta have like a, a hoagie serious, bun. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to have a serious bun for that. It's bun. a hoagie bun. None of this like... Uh, you know, generic store brand right. hot dog bun type. No, thing. no, no, no. It's a hoagie bun. It's a, it's it, you know a well crafted. Hold up to all this these these ingredients. Right. And we really, I we I made it up that day. We did it, and it was. I don't have any words. Do you have words? That's, that's not to describe that. It sounds like a good recipe. That's uh, I'm sure. Now that it's out out there on the internet with everybody. Yeah. You know, I think, I think the only word I could come thousands up with of listeners that would even come close to it would probably be glorious. Yeah, glorious, supernatural, maybe one could be, could be. You know, and so you did this for the Bears football game. Well, that was the next day, which the Bears lost, but the sandwich was good. The sandwich was good. <laughs> yeah. We bared down. The bears did not bear down. Ah, well, you know, that's strikes and gutters. Strikes, strikes and, and gutters, gutters, especially Jamarcus Webb, that fucking fuck. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since. I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom prison. And time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry So you guys also went sailing though, right? Yes. Oh yeah And how, how was that? Did uh, it all lay on take you out, scared the piss out of you? <laughs> he scared the piss out of me for... <laughs> That's what he's for, the, for regular listeners of the podcast They'll know because he was just on here Uh a few weeks ago, and that's what he said. When you come down here to Illinois, Eric, I'll take you out on the, on the sailboat. I'll scare the piss out of you. Yeah. There were points and, yeah. There were points where he was not lying. It felt like going on a moped on 130 yeah. miles an hour. That's so awesome. And I was doing the whole, getting out on the trapeze. We were, you know, the, we were popping jibs every once in a while, <laughs> every, every here and there. Yeah. Hey, pop that jib over there. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, a time or two, we jibed a hoe. Yeah, we jibed, jibed a hoe. You guys were jiving hoes? We jibed a hoe. And we tacked. Whoa. We tacked. We're, we're, we're tacking. Get down. Get down on your knees. We're tacking. <laughs> so we jibed that hoe. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, our first trip out on the sailboat, on the catamaran, I think it's 14 foot, was um, all three of us. Me, I was going to say, all three of you me, on this? Charlie, okay. and Leland. That's hilarious. And then, you know, it was all fun, la, la, la. It was pretty doggy. 
But then we went to a, to a piece on the sailboat. So I went first, and I noticed quickly that the orders from Leland became a little more stern <laughs> and a little more to the point because there was no time to fuck around out there yeah, because right. the wind was blowing, and you got this big piece of fabric in the air. You know what I mean? That's I mean, it was huge. It was like three or four times the size of the sailboat. Right. You know? Oh, I saw a picture of it. Yeah. And then he'd go across the water, and he'd get it up on one hole and one hole out of the water, and then you're leaning back on a trapeze over the water. Uh, with your, it's incredible. With, yeah, you're in, in the hole is going up, and you're just shooting 30 miles an hour on a, on a lake, which... Which seems it seems like you're going fast when you're going ten miles an right. hour. So do you guys race any of those other motherfuckers? I don't think uh, the there was nobody else. There was out nobody there. else out there. We had the whole lake to ourselves. Nobody right. would even challenge you. They were yeah. like, "Oh, no, I give up. Knew. I can't even well, compete with." Well, these it guys. was a Monday. People were working. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right though, man. That's cool. Did you guys turn the boat over at all? No, no. But I, we almost did. I almost did once, or we almost did when I was on there. I mean, it was like. The wind just some of those gusts just went, whoosh, and then I, I I was you know trapeze and right and I would just fly up, and then it felt like that. I, I mean it was it was scary. You would have puked for sure. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. You know I don't like airplanes or boats or spaceships or any of that shit. And you know if you go out there for the first time, there is some terms that you have to be familiar with. Yeah, you have to know what they're talking about because pop the jib. You hear that a lot. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, pop the jib, Eric. Pop the jib. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What? Ew. Pop that jib. It's a black thing. <laughs> Get out on the trapeze. Now's a good time to go. Uh, yeah. Now's, and, uh, now's a see, good time. See, that's the thing that my dad didn't understand. Well, when he would say, Get out on the trapeze, or it's a good time to get out on the trapeze. I thought he meant like if I wanted to, yeah. you know, if you feel like getting out on the trapeze. <laughs> no, he did, means get the fuck out. Little, there. little did I know that if I didn't get out on the trapeze, the boat was gonna tip over. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's like I was like, no, I, I was like, I don't know. We'll do it the next time. I was like, get out on the trapeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was fun, man. I'm it was really you, it fun. Was, it was a good time. <laughs> we had crackles. A Crackles picnic down by the lake. Crackles is the burger place. Yeah. yeah. And then Matt Shafter showed up, and then him and Leland went out. Right on. And they seem a little more proficient. Yeah. Matt knows what he's... Matt's been doing this the whole summer, so he yeah. kind of knew what... And so, how did your grandma do out on the sailboat? <laughs> she didn't go out on the sailboat. Oh, she didn't. No, it was just the boys. It was just Matt Shafter, my dad, E.T., and I. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say, I you know, I could kind of picture her out there, you know, like racing these other people, talking shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe next time. Maybe yeah. next time. Yeah. You know, if uh, if, if we move to Oklahoma, we can do those all the time. Yeah. So your parents are thinking about moving to Oklahoma. Yeah. Right on. I think so. I think it's gonna happen eventually. I don't know when though. I love that they love that house. I love that house. So it's kind of hard for them to leave that house. It's a it's a great house. I was thinking E.T. and I while we were up there, and I know we've talked about this before, but we really need to do it. Just go play some shows and make that our home base for like a week and a half or something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, we've done it before. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, and it's like if we get en enough shows, it would be a a good way to do it because we wouldn't spend a bunch of money, and we wouldn't, you know, it's just it's so easy to do. And we it may be if they do actually uh, – move this you know our chances could be dwindling to do that 
Well, we better get on it. Let's make it happen. We should. You got this new record out, too, that people could go get on iTunes. And that's right. iTunes. And we've been, uh, you know, supporting that, so that'd be a good reason to go out and play some shows. Yeah, definitely. There's at least four or five gigs up there that I know that we could get. So, I mean, it's, you know. Right on. Look out, Illinois. We're headed your way with the, with the full battle rattle, Charlie Shafter. Yeah. Full battle and rattle. Electric band. The Day Watchers. Yeah, he wants to call the band The Day Watchers. Charlie Shafter and The Day Watchers. Like squatches that day watch. That's good. Yeah. Should we take a pause for the cause? Yeah. I think we All should. right. A lot of stuff going on in the news, huh? Yeah, man. It's it's all it's always fucking crazy. Yeah, in, in the future, man. Shit is. I'm I'm amazed at the shit that's that's going on in the world right now. I don't know. Enlighten me. Well, the, you know all the the embassy stuff. You got some notes there. Well, you know, on the back of a receipt here, I've got uh, a couple of things. Well, I was just reading the news, right? And so, I, you know, we mentioned the Department of Homeland Security and different uh, organizations buying a lot of bullets. Right. So it adds up to 1.2 billion bullets that have been bought so far. Jesus, that's that's one for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And uh, they've just purchased 200 million more that are for specifically for sniper rifles. Oh, good. <laughs> so a lot of hollow points... There's, there's, it's a lot of ammunition here that they're, they're stocking up on, uh, on shit. Now, what for? I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was agreeing with everybody who thinks it's nuts. But, and I can see this a couple of different ways. One, they shouldn't be able to ask us what for. But they're the government. And we right. should be able to ask them what for. Exactly. And they're telling us that, well, they're not telling us what for. They just said that, especially, or in spe- specifically the... Uh, A lot of their reasoning has been target practice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was another one, the, it wasn't the IRS, it was, what was the, the, the main one that people were like, why the hell aren't these people? The National Weather, the weather Service. Service. The Weather Service, or, no, it wasn't, the, the I, yeah, the Weather Service is inexcusable. But, uh, <laughs> but the other one, what was it? It was the, not, not IRS, but with the Medicaid, or who did, what's that? The, uh, I'm not sure. But the IRS did get some. Yeah. Well, they, it seems like every single government organization that is somehow related to Department of Homeland Security is getting 
ammunition. And this isn't the military. Right. This is homeland security. This is here on American soil where these, these uh, what are turning out to be government troops are, uh, you know, arming themselves. That's, that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. And then there's been some weird, like, like uh, just like local news going on that in not not exactly local here, but in different places. Like uh, in San Antonio, a lady tried to pay with a hundred dollar bills. We talked about the guy who tried to pay with two dollar bills, yeah. and got arrested or detained for a while. A lady tried to pay something at a Walmart in San Antonio with a hundred dollar bill, and and the cashier ripped up the hundred dollar bill, said it was counterfeit. But without testing it with the little pen that they do. Ah, uh, yeah. Ripped up the shit. I don't know what that was about. And uh, so this lady is suing Walmart. Well, yeah. they sh- she should. Yeah. Because the police came and, uh, you know, it's a similar story to the Best Buy story that we told earlier, right. or, you know, a few weeks ago. But crazy shit. And, and a lady got arrested for her kids playing outside in the yard. Right. Child endangerment? Yeah, did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, I heard about this. <laughs> I think they were playing in a cul-de-sac, actually. Yeah. And uh, she was watching him from the front lawn in a lawn chair. Yeah, got arrested. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? It's man? just something that you can't even... You can't... I, it's almost hard to talk about it because it just seems so unreal. The police in this country are just out of control. Well, didn't just happen in Mesquite here the other day? Didn't they turn some guy with handcuffs on into Swiss cheese? Didn't they shoot him and kill him? And yeah, yes. Yeah, somebody shot him like forty times. They, or something? Well, they put him in handcuffs after they killed him. Yeah. Oh, okay. they killed him, and then that and that's we talked about that. That's been like a, a signature of a lot of these police shootings where they shoot yeah. an unarmed person and then handcuff them after they're dead. Ah, which wow. is completely. Strange. <laughs> it's very weird. And then there was the story of the guy who was already handcuffed who somehow shot himself, shot himself in, the in the head. Yeah, I I don't know. See, there's just crazy shit going on. Yeah, so yeah. where do you think this is all going? I mean, what is it? What's the... What's... It, obviously, in my opinion, they're not getting orders to do this, you know? The so, police? Well, yeah, I don't think they're getting orders. Well, I think, just, I think all of this... Okay, so the... the Three stories that we've talked about here have right. been Department of Homeland Security arming themselves, right? Getting a bunch of bullets. Police are out of control, doing crazy, unnecessary shit. And even people who work in uh, retail stores who have some sort of power over somebody are taking advantage of that. And they're very suspicious and very, you know, cautious of people and... Oh, I think overly so, and it's like, it, what? What the fuck? What? I, th- I think f- the the people that are authority and uh, authority figures in this country are kind of telling everybody to be afraid. Yeah, but where do they get this from? That's what my, my what I'm trying to figure out. Not that you have the answer, but or that anybody has the answer. But um, like why? Fear. Obviously, the people at Walmart, at Walmart aren't getting things rip up the hundred dollar bills. If you or the cops aren't going to get, um, you know, orders from from 
Right, the police chief isn't saying, go out and shoot unarmed people. Yeah, go out and shoot unarmed people, yeah. Right, but I think, I think it's, they're, they're putting this thought in people's head that, that is, uh, don't trust anybody, and, and a lot of people are, uh, every, everybody's bad. And, right. Uh, well, go, that's true, and it, it's in all the propaganda you see on television. It's in all the writing. It's in, it's in all the billboards that you see. I mean, that's the propaganda that they've been pushing for a long time, and people don't realize that. And with the cops, I mean, I think I'm on record as saying the cops in America for the last, I don't know how many years, have been getting more and more aggressive, aggressive tactics. Right. And it's a militarization of the police force. That is a direct effect of your liberties being taken away with like the, uh, what was the NADA Act? National Defense Authorization Act. Yeah, that. And, you know, they no longer have to have search warrants to to just come take you from your house and take you away to Guantanamo if they want and just make you disappear. I mean, that is all legal and that's fact. That's not hearsay. That's not, you know, conspiracy shit. That is fucking true. And I think that's the direct effect of, you you know, you hear him say, like Ron Paul has said, when they take away your liberties... You know, that's that's the wrong thing to do because now the cops you see and they're so aggressive well, to and, everybody. And I don't know, some wise old motherfucker said, uh, you know, the person who will give up security or liberty. I'm sorry, the person who will give up their freedom for security deserves neither but neither that's neither it. freedom or security. Yeah. That and that's that's it. You know, someone yeah. who says, Take away my rights. To it, make me safe. That's yeah. they, you, 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 Then you don't get either one. And, you know, everybody tries to figure out, well, what's the problem? What's the problem? You know, there's always, it's never a new problem. It's always the same old problem, but we just never cure it. It's, you know, people now, are, like you said, the Walmart, people with little power, everybody's power hungry. That's what politics is about yeah. nowadays. It's power Same thing with the people. TSA and yeah, uh, it's all like the airport shit. Used car salesmen on fucking crack. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that's all it is. It's about it's a power trip, and so their former reality is not what yours and I's is because we don't have a power trip. So We're just trying to survive. You mentioned Ron Paul earlier, and uh, I've I've been hearing a lot of things. A lot of people are suggesting, and I don't know if he has said anything about it, but people are at least starting to question. Uh, a possibility of Ron Paul running for governor. Of Texas, yeah, people. Texas. Have, I've heard that. And you know, I think I think that could be big, man. That could be huge. It would be cool. I just don't see it happening. I don't see because he would have to do it independently. We saw what happened when King, the Kingster did it independently. Because yeah, the Republicans people, aren't going to put a Republican a, against a Republican. But, but a lot, a, I don't think a lot of people took Kinky seriously. That's true. Ron's got a hell of a track record. He's been elected. I don't know how many times from his district. Yeah. Fourteen times yeah. or something like that. And I think. With his message of uh, individual rights and states' rights and the Constitution and all that, yeah, kind of it could shit, be big, but it the could way, be huge, man. But the way I see it, he's pushing eighty. You know, he said he was going to retire from politics and public office. I know, so, and that's that's you know, what I keep thinking. He's too. done his thing, even if he doesn't. But if he did, I think it'd be kind of cool. It'd jumble things up, wouldn't it? Oh, it would, man. Yeah, that's what it's about, right? He's he's what the state of Texas needs is yeah. somebody like Ron Paul. They don't need a slimy motherfucker like Rick Perry. Jesus. You know? Yeah, he needs you need a real a real a person with some heart, you know, right. and a person who also has the knowledge and and the willingness 
to fix shit and to make shit better. That lives in the reality of everyday people. Or at least attempt to. Right. <laughs> if he can, you know, that's I think I think he could he could really turn the state around. It would yeah. be a lot easier than turning the country around, that's for sure. Right. And and this is where it really matters especially to us, you right. know. I mean, this is this is home and I think I think it'd be uh, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll see what happens, you know. Because the other shit ain't working. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you tell me when it has, and I'll right. say, okay, let's let's keep doing it that way. Well, Rick Perry's yeah. been like a dictator of the state yeah. for a long time, so I think Ron Paul could come in and and there could be a, a bloodless transition of power. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you already know he can't debate with Ron Paul. That was <laughs> proven on a national fucking stage. Right. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> You know that other government? You know that other branch? Yeah, that one too. <laughs> well, I'll cut funding from that one. Oh, man. You know, that's... Fucking retard. It's the world we live in. It's yeah. living in the future. And the future is looking pretty dim right now. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, it, it's, it's a, a sad state of affairs right now, but I, I think that there is... is There's hope. There, there is. And I don't know. You, we were just talking about how fear is... is uh, such a, a powerful thing for these these people who are in power. They they use fear to get a hold of you. But sometimes they can do that with willingness for change and hope. That was what Obama won on last time, you know, was uh, hope and change, and there was none of it. You know, if you don't have a television or internet, it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Right. Well, you know, except for... Okay, here's, here's another story that I heard. Uh, you know, Amazon has no taxes when you buy stuff on Amazon, for the most part. You don't have to pay tax on anything. Well, the government is trying to change that. They're trying to make it to where you have to pay tax on... Of course. Everything that you buy online. A lot of it is tax-free, right? But you got to pay for shipping. Well, now they're going to start trying to tax it. Well, they're they're at least trying to pass a law that's going to make that effective. Yeah. And who do you think's behind this bullshit? I'll tell you. Walmart. Oh... Walmart, ah, same thing. Because Walmart has to pay taxes on everything, so yeah. they're saying that Amazon has an unfair advantage so, because they're not actually a physical right, you know, thing. Yeah, which is bullshit. Right. But because of that, Walmart is going to try to start taxing you and you and me on everything that we buy online. Now it comes down to who has the best lobbyists, (laughs) Walmart or Amazon. Right. And who, I mean, Walmart, (laughs) who do you think is the most powerful fucking economy in this country, in this world? Yeah, it's Walmart, man. Walmart's such a shit show. And don't think those lobbyists ain't up here sucking dick right now trying to get that bill passed. (laughs) I promise you they are. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Or whatever they do up there. So, Walter, we need some cigarettes. Let's go in and get a pack. Okay. Hello, boys. What can I do for you? I'll have a pack of cigarettes. All right. Here you are. Be three cents more, though. What's that for? Sales tax. Haven't you ever heard of sales tax? I sure haven't. What's going to happen next, man? You know they've got a law here to call sales tax. Sales tax? What is that for? That's three cent tax on everything is sold. They said that's the government's rule. The government's rule? Well, there's lots of things so that the government knows anything about. Well, I'll just sing a little song about the sale tax. This time now, ain't suiting me. Corn is costing a dollar and three. The sale tax is on it. 
What was this story I heard? We was on the road last week, and I heard somebody talking about Obama might sign an executive order to pass the legalization of marijuana. Yeah, right. I don't believe that for a minute, man. Did you it was it's kind of like the Ron Paul governor theory. It's kind of just like hearsay that his ace in the hole is to get voters out. He's just gonna uh, right. do an executive do order remember, legalizing. Do you remember marijuana. somebody talking about that? It was probably me. Was it you? I, I there was there was a big news story about it, but it didn't have any quotes from anybody from the Obama campaign uh, or Obama or anything. Uh, okay, it was just like these people said that Obama's just going to do it right, right before the election. To somebody started a rumor. Yeah, somebody started a rumor. <laughs> I may have been the one that's to start kinda, that rumor. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what the Ron Paul governor thing sounds like to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, when I I read some story about it, and that's that's what I was thinking. But it it does put that thought in your head where you think, man, well, wouldn't know, it be great? Wouldn't it be great? I know his uh, campaign manager, Doug Weed, said. Wait, his name Doug Weed. Weed W E A D. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. Now, it? <laughs> that um, he wouldn't rule it out, basically. Okay. Well, you know, I mean. He didn't say that he wasn't. He just said he wouldn't rule it out. We'll just see what happens. Yeah. I mean, if anybody could could defeat Rick Fer- Rick Perry, Rick, Rick Ferry, Perry, <laughs> Freudian slip. I think I think it would be Ron Paul, the man, right? The myth, the legend. That's right. The doctor. <laughs> so what else is going on? Uh, I don't know. What you guys been listening to any good music lately? Any any new music? Or old music? Or I downloaded some... I've been listening... Uh, uh, let's see. What did I do? What's your newest download on, on your phone there? My newest download... I have this on vinyl, but uh, is John Hartford. Okay. Blind, yeah. Which is a great record. That great, great record. Great record. Go check it out. Just great. Just a great situation for everyone. Well, and, and I know you got the cranberries. Yeah, I love the cranberries. Let's see. How do I get to my downloads? I don't know. Recently added. All right. Recently added. Okay. So I did. I did. Uh, been. But got back in some. Got back in some Wilco. A little bit of Wilco. Does Wilco there. have a new record out, or you've been listening to some old records? Um. No. Just old records that I no longer have that I used to have. A Ghost Is Born. That's a great record. Then also, I got Goat's Head Souped. Soup remastered Rolling Stones. Nice. Yeah. Which is a badass record. But, you know, that's sort of where I'm at right now. Oh, Tempest got Bob Dylan's new record. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is great. We've that, already played one off that. We Yeah, we have. It's a, it's a good one. It really is. It's just something that you can take to the bank. Your, your whole family can. It's just, it's a great record. Ten songs of pure bliss. He never ceases to amaze. He doesn't. What about you, E.T.? You've been listening to a lot of Leon Russell, huh? Yeah, I've been uh, listening to Mad Dogs and Englishmen. It's always a good decision. Yes. Joe Cocker. Yeah. That's about it. That's all I've been listening to. All right. What's it going to be? Charlie? How about Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Night? Starry, Starry Night. There you go. All right. Here it is, folks. Song of the Week. Vincent Van Gogh's <laughs> Starry Night. <laughs> You know, now that you mentioned that, I have a record that 
my cousin made that is a jazz record to all it's called Blue Period and it's to all of Picasso's Blue Period paintings. Oh, I thought it was gonna be like some sort of weird Smurf menstrual cycle. No, not at all. Not at all. It's a Picasso reference and all the song titles are named after painting titles and they all relate to the painting in some way. Maybe we should play a song off of that. Okay, who's what who's who's it by? John Birdsong. John Birdsong. This is my cousin who played in in the with Beck on the Odelay tour. Oh, right on, yeah. I think it's a great idea. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me go find it. It's weird shit. You know, uh, Charlie, Matt Shafter been proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> check out the artwork. He, he made all this artwork. He did all this? Mm-hmm. They're all handmade. It's all, they're all different. The, so this is, this is my cousin who now lives in Belgium. He made a bunch of uh, these records when he lived in San Francisco he just used to make these records with people and like this was in the 90 like early 90s so he was uh, doing pretty good to be burning CDs you know? yeah that's awesome and making his own CDs
awesome. This reminds me of something that you should be a backing track for a talking thing. Like. So I jump ship in Hong Kong, and I make my way to Tibet. I get on a course over there in the Himalayas as a looper. You know a looper? A caddy? Jock? So I get on over there. And who do you think they give me? The Dalai Lama himself, the twelfth son of the Lama. The flowing robes, the grace, it was striking. So I get on the first tee with him, he hauls off and whack one, whacks one. Big hitter the Lama is. Into a 10,000 foot crevice at the base of this glacier. You know what the Lama says? Gunga Lagungla. Gunga Lagungla. So we finished the 18, and he's trying to stiff me. And I said, hey, Lama, how about a little something, you know, for the effort? says there won't be any money but when you die on your deathbed you will receive total consciousness so I got that going for me which is nice that was good that was good <laughs> I, uh, I like that And that's and that you're right. That's that's uh, it's some good soundtrack music. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. It's pretty pretty far out. It is pretty far out. That's uh, we should do more uh, ambient, weird music just recording. Right. I I love it, man. We've and done some, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We've. Uh, what have we? What have, what ever happened to all those tracks we used to do when we were just? Well, it kind of it turned into. Uh, Doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is where we are. <laughs> so, uh, wait, let me see that right there. Because um, the name of that song, this is John Bird's song. The CD's called Blue Period. It's impossible to find anywhere, I'm sure. But the name of that song that we were listening to was called Blue Self-Portrait. Blue Self-Portrait. Blue Self-Portrait. Mm-hmm. Some of the other tracks are Blue Glass, Woman with Crow, Head of the Acrobat's Wife, Angel DeSoto in a cafe, Brooding Woman, and the final one, I think everybody's favorite, The Absinthe Drinker. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right there. So check that out if you're into Picasso paintings. And, and or ambient music. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, next week on the podcast, which or next podcast, which could be tomorrow. You never know. Possibly. It could be in two days or three days. It could we may never do another podcast again but yeah, you never know next time we do a podcast there could be a special guest on there so so watch out for him or her yeah or the entire group of people yes right or it or it yeah or them 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 watch out for them Our producer, James the Robot, technical engineer, Nikola Tesla, and your host, Starfire on the Mountain, and Charlie Shafter. This has been another episode of You Can't See Us. <laughs> <laughs>